I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory, and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi, family tuning in all around the world. Welcome to this week's episode of Live Your Best Life with me. And you guys are in for such a treat today. I have joining me, my very special guest is somebody who is loved worldwide and respected. He is a man of such love and carries such wisdom that literally his counsel to millions all over the globe through his five, I think, five amazing books and just the influence he's had through being a, a part of the senior leadership team of both Bethel Church in Reading, California, that we absolutely love, and Jesus Culture in Sacramento, in California. It is, of course, the amazing Danny Silk. Danny, welcome to the show. Hello, Liz. Thanks for having me. It's great to be oh, with you. It's great to be to have you on the show. It's great to be with you again because the sh- the first show that we did with you, we had so much so much contact from people all over the world. It was so helpful. So in part two of our conversation, I wanted to dive in, Danny, to around the subject of your book, Unpunishable, and ask you if you could explain for people who are not particularly familiar with this language. You use the phrase in the book. Um, of unpunishable the punishment paradigm Mm -hmm. and obviously through the the content of your teaching you're leading people through a process of renewal of the mind really that just sets them free so can we dive in there Danny can I just ask you what do you mean when you say the punishment paradigm um I think it it has to do with just the way our thinking is constructed in general, so that when there is a stimulus, there is a response which feels like a reaction instead of a series of choices. And that it is a reality to us because we've done it so often, it becomes uh something we do without thinking much like driving you know a, a par- driving is a paradigm you know when you when you're when you're 15 years old and you get in a car you try to think about everything at the same time and so it just feels like you're so obvious you know you're so aware of all the choices that you're having to make but eventually you don't even remember getting to your destination because you didn't think about driving at all it was just a paradigm. It's a smooth series of decisions that you make. And you can think about 20 other things besides driving while you're driving. So a paradigm really has to do with just the setup of our decision making. And when we talk about a punishment paradigm, we, we, we usually are not aware of how comfortable we are enacting a uh, a punishment reaction, especially to failure. So whenever somebody makes a mistake, uh, we are quick to find a satisfying decision that adequately punishes the crime, whether it's someone else or ourselves. And I think that that's really set up in being surrounded by people who are doing the same thing. So when everyone around you is doing the same thing, it feels normal. The issue again and again is it's not normal in heaven. 
it's not our father's paradigm. It's, it's, a, it's an alien paradigm that is only accessible through Christ. You know, the only, the only way out of this earthly paradigm is through the door of Jesus. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So there was a, there was, there was so many things when I was reading through the book, looking at your teaching on this was so many like, like aha moments for me, you know, like that revelation just dropped. It's the way that you articulate it. So there was one, something I just wanted to read. Um, You, this is your description of repentance, which is obviously the key that you talk about that brings people from the punishment mindset, that, that whole paradigm into beginning to walk out liberty. I mean, literally what you teach, I know from the testimonies, it transforms not just the way we see God, but also how we view each other, how we view ourselves, how we relate to God, ourselves and each other. You know, it's just, it's profound. It it literally changes your life. I think this level of understanding. So in your book, you talk about repentance, Danny, as the key. Um, and you say repentance is all about radically changing the core beliefs, motives, and goals of our heart, which is the only thing that produces genuine, lasting transformation in our behavior. And I just thought, golly, repentance, true repentance, the actual process and what it is, is so largely still misunderstood. So we don't walk a life of victory because we lack this revelation knowledge. So can I ask you, will you unpack that a little bit more and help us go from the punishment mindset, if some of us are still struggling there, Mm -hmm. to walk through this and how it practically grinds out in our day-to-day life? Mm -hmm. Uh, Sure. I think that uh, the, the, the topic of repentance is absolutely misunderstood in that so many people think that confession is repentance i'm sorry is repentance the promises to do something different is is repentance when if i've not had that paradigm shift then i don't even know what problem i'm solving and and so when you when we talk about being born again as repentance it's it, it is literally an identity repentance i am i am repenting from unto and i'm repenting from this idea that i am a slave that i am a servant and i understand servant is uh, a, a a big part of our uh identity moving forward as powerful but most people think of it as a powerless servant a a victim almost of what god's will is and or an orphan still in that god sees jesus his son and we are all hiding behind jesus hoping the father doesn't see us because if because if he sees us we're all going to be torched by his holiness instead of realizing that it's because of the blood of Jesus, we can come into our Father's house, our Father's heart. We are a different, we are brand new creations, not just simply painted differently in our old state. And I, I know we preach this, but most humans, most Christians see themselves as the same, just with a new future 
like I'm going to heaven now, but I brought all this garbage with me. I'm still struggling with all these things. I, I still am attracted to this or that. I'm still making this or that mistake. And, and it, it is very difficult to make the transition to being a son or daughter as long as I don't repent of my former identity. And uh, I, I, the way we set it up in the book is that we, we, we show that Adam's fall literally gave him a, a deceived perception of who the father is and who the father sees us to be. And it isn't until we leave that leadership and come into the way Jesus sees the father and the way the father sees Jesus that we can put on this new identity. We, we are sons and daughters of a loving father. We're not criminals with a patient judge. And those are those two paradigms is, is the repentance. We're moving away from and unto. Oh, my goodness. That's profound, Danny. It's a complete, like you say, it's a, it's a complete paradigm shift, isn't it? It's understanding 100% our new nature is now new creation in Christ and the old has been removed and then living from that place I think that's one of the things that impacts me in the process you take people through you're establishing that to start off with it's like this is who you are now you're not defined by how you used to live once you know in the sin nature new nature, new relationship, access to father, you are loved, you right. know, and, and, and there's no punishment there. That's the cross, isn't it? That's what you bring out so powerfully in the book as well is the, 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 the finished work of the cross, the absolute finished work of the cross. So we are now unpunishable, hence the title of your book, you know. Right. <clears throat> and I, I, I think that if, if you can understand the fuel, you know, like what drives people it's like the difference between a, 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 a diesel engine and solar power you know it's just so completely different you can't you cannot move motors with that same fuel and and the punishment paradigm is fueled by self-preservation Self-present, yeah. trying to save my own life, trying to protect myself from punishment, trying to reject responsibility, trying to uh, uh, blame other people, trying to be perfect, doing, doing this self-preservation dance is in the, the punishment paradigm. Moving over, so that would be like diesel fuel. It just stinks. It's just such a mess. It's just you just uh, if you, you everybody can see when you get it on you. If you move it over to solar power, now you've really moved over to a family member, someone in deep loving relationship that is trying to protect the connection. So I'm not trying to preserve myself. I'm trying to protect the connection. And so I now behave, think, respond, perceive everything so different because a disconnection with the Lord or a disconnection with a brother or sister is the biggest problem in the world. I'm not afraid of being punished. I am afraid of allowing this disconnection. And now I am moved 
to repentance to restore relationship instead of avoid punishment. And so it's, it's such a different motivator in the two paradigms that they, they operate much more consistent with what Jesus is saying, which is love your neighbor, love your enemy. How's that? Love your enemy. You're like, how do I love my enemy? That's, that seems dumb. Like, no, that is what, that's what moves you in a family paradigm versus a punishment paradigm. Yeah, it's incredible. It's, uh, it's just life changing this teaching, Danny, it really is. I mean, it's, it's the how you walk the Christian life out, how you walk that according to the to God's blueprint for our life. So can you give us um, an example of when you've applied this and you've been walking people through a process? Can you give us like a snapshot of, of what it looks like and how people change? Uh, well, I, I think that, you know, obviously every situation is different in that um, the size of the mess, the, the nature of the mess is different. In um, one of the chapters, I start out a story about my son, Taylor, who uh, was a, a, new, a new driver, and uh, he, he decided to stay out all night and scared us. You know, just scared, scared his mom and dad. And he came back the next morning, just kind of trotting in the house, like, you know, uh, sorry, my phone, you know, my phone died. I, you know, I, I fell asleep on, on my cousin's couch, blah, blah, blah. It was, it was every parent in the audience that's hearing this story or every parent that's reading this story is thinking right along with us this boy needs to feel the consequences of his poor choice of his disrespect you know this the person with authority needs to lay down some lead here and really have that kid feel the weight of authority on his life and teach him a lesson well that's true that's true but the lesson isn't you need to be better at avoiding punishment and the lesson we, that we play out in that story is really the lesson of what are you going to do about this disconnect that you have with your father? Because until you repair the disconnect, we have a different exchange in our relationship. So I have his keys and I have his phone in my pocket. You have the power. <laughs> I have I have demonstrated my value for this problem being solved. I know what he wants access to. You know, he wants his life back. And I want to teach him a lesson. And the lesson is the the virtue of our connection and the value of our connection, and his need to protect our connection. So we go through this whole story, and he finally gets to hearing me say, I feel dishonored and disrespected and invalidated by the way you're treating me. And, and I say in the story, 
of the top 20 things that you consider valuable, I see mom and I down under 20. I see you protecting all these other things before you ever protect us. And he is stunned that I am experiencing him that way. And he says out of his mouth, you and mom are the most important relationship in my life. Wow. I have no idea that you feel that way. Wow. I'm sorry. That will never happen again, he says. And that's repentance. You know, repentance is getting back to your priorities, getting back to uh, broadcasting what is important to you and, and what you're willing to do to protect that. And as soon as he said, I I'm sorry for that, he finally found that he thought the problem was, you're mad at me because I didn't come home. Mm -hmm. Like, no. I'm hurt. I am upset and I'm confused, but I have no punishment for you. I just am not willing to live like this with you. So what are you going to do? And he says, you'll never, you'll, I'll never do that again. I said, well, that's great. And, and I give him his keys and his phone back. And this is where every parent in the audience is like, well, where's the punishment? I mean, when's this kid going to feel the pain, you know? And I said, well, he felt the pain going through the struggle to get to what's the problem and what are you going to do about it? And when he finally got to that, he felt better. He felt like, oh, I solved this problem. And I sent the message that I love my father and that satisfied him. And now forgiveness is really the the res restoration the reconciliation and restoration of our relationship and our freedom in the re relationship i'm free knowing that he's going to honor our connection and he's free enjoying the connection to my resources and my authority and so there's a mutual benefit to the forgiveness but it only comes after repentance the reconciliation, and then we're restored. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, I, I always, that's a go-to story because it's, it's, uh, it, it triggers so many different things. Usually the audience is shaking their head. Like, I don't know if I could just let him get away with it. <laughs> and, and I'm like, well, get away with what? Get away mm -hmm. with being reconciled to me. Because no amount of punishment is going to repair our disconnect. Right. I think that's what is so impacting because you're teaching people how to establish a culture, right? A value system and own our own ourselves, own our own stuff and mature. You know, the fact that your son was able to experience in that moment what truly actually mattered to his heart, you know? And then to know how to prioritize the relational connection. I think it's just profound, Annie. I mean, obviously, I've listened to your teaching for years and I've applied it myself. And it's actually been very confirming for me because I was a single mom for many years. And I remember probably Faith was about my daughter, Faith. She was probably two or three. And I said to Jesus, how do you want me to parent 
You know, I love my parents. They did the best they did with where they were at in their life. But there was a lot I didn't want to carry in to my own life, you know, like punishment. I, I, but I, I wanted to G Jesus to teach me how to parent. I wanted his model. And he just said to me, not too many rules stay connected to her heart. And then when I began to read your books, as it was so confirming, Danny, because it was you gave me language for that nugget that Jesus set me off with, you know, on the parenting track. It was like, mm -hmm. okay, I want, and now as an adult, faith values the connection you know, like you had with your son, she values the connection. She doesn't want to violate the connection. And she, I mean, so she just stewards her heart appropriately, you know, it's exactly. just, it's transforming. Exactly. It's, it's self-control lessons. Yeah. You're, you're training your child in self-control. So a lot of people think it has to do with throwing off the rules and, you know, not, not dealing with problems and, and, enabling your child to be irresponsible and it's the opposite i mean some children are are begging for you to just get mad at them and punish them rather than have to walk through cleaning up their mess taking responsibility and repenting it's mm -hmm. you know, they're just like would you just yell at me like you used to yeah. why do you keep asking me these questions this is so much harder to take personal responsibility than it is to have a parent just jump in and bark out a bunch of commands. Yeah, it's so true. Well, be, you actually have to know yourself, don't you? you? Have to look at the mess and, like you said, you have the courage to own it. And but the fact that you created, you've created in your family such a culture of safety, where people are loved, then they know they're loved and they're safe. You know, and it's just, I think that's one of the most important things, isn't it? So that people to be able to communicate in our relationships actually, this is a safe space. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to move towards you. We're going to have communication with each other. We're going to relate to each other and work this out together <clears throat> maturely. Yes. And mature love casts out fear. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So for people who are watching, whose maybe their lives are just in meltdown right now, is there something that you would suggest that they do as a big, a starting point? Um, I do realize every situation is hugely different and I'm asking you to generalize, but I know you have so many nuggets of wisdom that can be applied. If people are just in like, ah, meltdown right now, where do I start? Um, I, you know, I think I would, I, I, I hate to, you know, promote my books, but I would, I would, depending if you're a parent, you know, go get the loving our kids on purpose and, yeah. and, and see how the Lord parents you. Yeah, you see book. the Lord's paradigm that he leads you. And then here's a whole book full of skills and stories that will show you how to deal with your child differently in a way that you manage you. You don't try to control your child. Um, if it's in, just in relationships and different, you know, in, in, in general, that I would go after keep your love on. You know, keep your yeah. love on really starts with you being a powerful person that manages themselves. You, you know, you never control other people. And this is probably the, the, the thing that leads us to feel so out of control is that we're trying to do the impossible. And that is control other people's character, 
decisions, happiness, whatever it is. We are trying to make somebody else be responsible, make somebody else love us, make somebody else smile, whatever. You know, we're trying to control them and we're not controlling ourselves. And pretty soon we feel out of control because they don't let us control them. And then obviously unpunishable if you're dealing with uh, either the, the shame of punishing yourself for your mistakes or the rage of being in a world that seems like it needs a spanking, you know, it's, uh, it's just so, so frustrating sometimes when you think in a punishment paradigm as a believer, it's so hard to communicate the message of love because you're not feeling love. You're feeling the, the powerlessness of trying to control the people. And that just leads to anger and, and rage. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend a whole book on these topics. <laughs> yeah. a whole bunch I of agree. Stuff. I agree. <laughs> well, you, you, honestly, it's transformational, guys. I mean, what Danny brings for any of you who are not familiar with his books, I agree, Danny. There, it's foundational reading for how to do life well, according to God's blueprint. <laughs> so it really is. It really is. And it gives me, I mean, it was confirming for me reading your content. And it was also gave me so much more language and so many more skills, you know, just think tools to put in my belt that I've applied throughout the years. And there's just great fruit because of it. You know, it's, um, I think, you know, and starting with, like you say, knowing who we are is the most important thing, really knowing who we are. And then the more we progress, we value the connection with God, don't we? We don't want anything to do. We don't want to violate the connection with him. We don't want to hurt his heart with the behavior of our own, the attitudes of our own, but it's all without condemnation, without fear of punishment. And that's the wonderful thing. It's like, it's so liberating to know that we can, we have the freedom to enjoy a proper relationship with him without fear of you know, tying ourselves up in religious straitjackets, but just being integrous in our, and our honest in our communication with him. It's just, yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> it's wonderful what you teach, Danny. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it really, it really does pay off to know who you are and that you will not change it no matter what yeah. other people do. You know, that I'm secure knowing that I am a, a dearly loved child, a dearly loved son, mm. and I will not allow anything that you decide to change who I am. Therefore, I'm now free to respond however I choose to whatever it is that you do. And that's freedom. That really is. That's the truth that sets me free. Yeah. It is, isn't it? This is the privileged experience of life as a believer. Yeah. It's, we can truly live in this state of, this state of liberation. Yeah. Excuse me. So just in finishing, Danny, I could talk to you for hours and hours and hours. It's just wonderful. So life-changing, just listening to the nuggets that you teach. So in finishing, could I ask you to pray for people, Danny, just people wherever they're at right now for, yeah. A fresh yeah. touch of the Lord, fresh, whatever is in your spirit. Yes. Yes. Well, Father, thank you for being so close and so constant. Mm -hmm. And I do ask you, Father, to reveal this truth 
to those who are listening that there would be a, a refreshing, a freedom that comes to their lives knowing that they are powerful to connect with you and that it is your top desire to be reconciled and restored to your children. So I do pray for a peace and victory in people's lives today who get to know you fresh and to know you true in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes. Amen. We agree. Wow. Presence of God just went thick. I'm sure you can feel him. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Danny, thank you so much for giving us your time and the treasure that's in you. Really, really appreciate you. You're welcome. Thank you. And thank you all for tuning in and being with us today and giving us your precious time too. I agree with everything that Danny prayed. And I'm just believing that you are going to have a completely different level of connection in your experience of Jesus this week. And uh, yeah, have the most amazing week. Look forward to being with you again next Monday. God bless. Hi, if you really enjoyed today's show and you want to go deeper with Jesus and experience his love and his presence more than you ever have, then I have a present for you, a free gift. If you want to jump over to experiencinggodslove.com and just click on and sign up, then you will receive one of my teaching videos that I have created especially for you that will not only give you a few keys just very, very quickly that you can uh, utilize in your daily walk with the Lord, um, but also I'm going to take you there as well. So it's an activation. So yeah, so jump over to experiencinggodslove.com and you are going to be so blessed.